Hey everybody, this is the Christmas episode 2022 of Background Check Podcast. We're going to do a lot of things today. We got some shout outs, but we also have a special Christmas message from my pastor, Robert Madu of Social Dallas. It's a short message, but it's a powerful one. And we're going to air that as well as highlights from our Forgiven Felons Christmas party. And we we, we got some carols. We're going to, we're going to sing. We got some... Uh, testimonies and shout outs to people so hang on it's going to be a great episode let's go have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past of course i have everyone does background checks now which makes it hard to bounce back what do you believe? i believe your background shouldn't hold you back it, sh- it should pay you back this podcast will inspire you motivate you and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and and not be afraid to say go go ahead Check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down. No. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Okay, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast, the Christmas 2022 episode. We're so happy that you're listening, and we're so happy for this episode. It's going to be fun. All right, I'm going to do things really quick so we can get this episode started. Uh, Listen, we're brought to you by Forgiven Felons. Check us out on the web, ForgivenFelons.org. We're also brought to you by Union Houston in in Houston, Texas. Check them out at UnionHouston.com and Clarity Roofing and Solar. They're about to install solar on our brand new home here in in a few weeks. So we're excited. ClarityRoofingAndSolar.com if you want to know more about them and to get your free estimate from Joe. Uh, Okay, so we had our Christmas party, and we had our Christmas service at church, Social Dallas, Robert Madu. And let me just tell you, we're going to get to the Christmas party. Um, I'm going to do shout-outs at the end, but the the Christmas party was fun. We sang carols. People uh, that showed up have a message to all of you behind bars this Christmas. Uh, But even if you're not behind physical bars and you're behind financial, emotional, some kind of other bars, prison bars in your heart, your mind. Um, these shout outs are to y'all too. But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to air the, the message. We're going to play the message. I got permission from social Dallas, Robert and Taylor to play this Christmas message. And it's called uh, Christmas questions. And it's incredible. I was sitting there this past Sunday and I just thought, you know what? Everybody, behind bars i mean everybody needs to hear this message so even if you don't go to social dallas and you don't listen to it out here i hope you listen to it now but especially if you're behind bars for christmas um i need you to hear this i need you to hear this it's it's an incredible message so uh without further ado after this short message it's only like 30 minutes long we are going to um we're gonna we're gonna play excerpts from our forgiven felons christmas parties and then I'll do shout outs. All right. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great episode, fun episode. And listen to the questions, the great questions that are asked or we're told to ask during this message. All right. My pastor, Robert Madu. One of the things about social is that we give God the opportunity to wreck our regularly scheduled program. And that's what he's doing right now. He's just in the room. 
as the worship team was singing that song, is he worthy? Is he worthy? I was thinking about the power of the lyrics of that song. The power of the lyrics of that song doesn't happen when it crescendos and says Jesus is worthy. I think the power of the lyrics is when it asks the question, is he worthy? That is a question that is personal. That's a question that demands a response from all of us here today. Is he worthy? Is Jesus worthy? And if he is worthy, what is he worthy of? I think Christmas demands that we all answer that question. Is Jesus worthy? And what is he worthy of? Look, I don't know whether you came in here today and you don't even believe in God. Whether you came in here today and you're in church all the time. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or you're a proud Sunday school alumnus. I think it's worth all of us asking the question today. Is he worthy? And what is he worthy of? What is Jesus worthy of? What does he want from me? Because the reality is the birth of Jesus changed the course and the trajectory of human history. It changed absolutely everything. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but every time you look at a calendar, every single time that you look at a date or you mark a date down, you are actually pointing to a reference point and that reference point is Jesus Christ. You understand that when he was born, he changed history. As soon as he was born, he divided history into two. He split history between B.C. and A.D., before Christ, and Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. That's what happened when he was born. Every time you look at an event on a calendar, every time you look at a specific date, you are actually pointing back to the day and the years when Jesus came from heaven to earth and put on human skin to feel what we feel and to go through what we go through. He was not just a good man. He was a God man and he put on flesh and he's asking, what is that worth to you? What is that worth to you? And today, I know you probably thought you were coming to see a Willy Wonka play and you're wondering, where's his Jerry Curl and I thought I was just coming to be entertained, but I think God strategically orchestrated you here today so you could answer some questions and answer the question, is he worthy? What is he worth to you? To the wise men, he was worth traveling for miles and for months and finding him and bringing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. To the blue-collared shepherds who weren't balling, they couldn't afford myrrh and gold and frankincense. But yet, he was worth it to leave their flocks and to come and worship before him. 
to Mary and Joseph, he was worth having their engagement and their wedding plans wrecked, to have their reputation ruined and have people talking about them on the blog and on the comment section. He was worth them running for their lives to Egypt, being refugees. He was worth all of that. And the question is, is he worthy? What is he worth to you today? I don't really have a sermon today. I, I'm not preaching. I'm just talking, so don't count this as a message. But if I did have a sermon, I would, I would title this sermon, Christmas Questions. Christmas Questions. I think Christmas demands that you start asking questions. You've been asking questions this Christmas? Come on, I'm talking about maybe not even spiritual questions. Questions like, who's coming to the house? And when they leave it. <laughs> Questions like, what are we going to get the kids? And what are you getting me? Questions like, what time is the holiday staff party? And do we have to go? And questions like, am I getting a bonus? Questions like, what child is this? Questions like, Mary, did you know? Christmas demands that we ask some questions. And I'm not going to be before you long fact be before you for 10 minutes and 28 seconds because I want us to worship some more and just adore him but I do want us to look at three questions that the Christmas story demands that we ask three questions that the Christmas story demands that we look at and that we ask the first question is this when does God show up? When does God show up? I want you to look at a neighbor that you hadn't talked to all service, get in their face and get in their personal space and say, neighbor, you know I can see you, right? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got a question. When does God show up? Look at the neighbor you ignored and look at them in their face and say, other neighbor, you're my second option. But I got a question for you. When does God show up? That is a good question. And in order to answer that question, you got to go to a part in the Bible that I've never heard anybody preach from. It's a page in your Bible that preachers skip, and yet it's a powerful page. To answer the question, when does God show up? You, you got to go to this page. Excuse me, let me, y'all give me a moment. I should have had this marked. Let me see. Uh, uh, okay, let me see if I can find, yeah, there it is. It's, it's this page right here. This is a powerful page. Nobody ever talks about the page in the middle that separates the Old Testament from the New Testament. Because you have to understand that whenever you go from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you have traveled 400 years in silence. That for 400 years, your God that spoke the world into existence didn't say anything 
at all. For 400 years, God was on mute and did not send a prophet or a preacher or a teacher or an apostle. He was quiet for 400 years. There was silence. I'm wondering today, have you ever felt like God went silent on you? Oh, see, I know. See, y'all are super saved. You floated in here today. You had communion for breakfast. I know, I know. God speaks to you all the time. God told you what socks to wear. He told you what cereal to have this morning. I'm not talking to those of you who God speaks to you all the time. I'm wondering if there's anybody in here that knows what it's like for God to go silent on you, for you to be crying out to God, for you to be worshiping, mess up all that Mary Kay and Mac makeup, have snot going this way, mascara going the other way, went on a 20-day fast, did keto, put left foot up, right foot up, did the hokey pokey, all kinds of praise, and to have God say absolutely nothing. What do you do when God goes silent? What do you do ooh, when you're living out the Christmas song, A Silent Night? See, it's, it's one thing to go through a night season. Night seasons are bad. I don't like it when it's too dark outside. But what do you do when it's dark and God's not even speaking to you? God's not telling you anything. He's not giving you clarity. He's not giving you direction. What do you do when you are in a silent night and you're wondering when God shows up? Can I give you this? It's not a sermon. I told you. I'm just talking to you today. But I just came to remind somebody that's in a quiet season where you can't hear anything and it seems like it's dark, that God does his greatest work when he's quiet. That just because God is not speaking doesn't mean that he's not moving. Just because God is not saying anything, it does not mean that he's not working. It doesn't mean that he's not orchestrating things. Please don't walk away from God just because you don't hear anything. God can do his greatest work in the silence. When does God show up? He shows up in the silence. He shows up in the quiet moments. No wonder when he gets ready to make the greatest announcement that will change the course of history. He says, I got to go quiet first so you can get the power of what I'm about to do. Oh, come on. You must not have never made an announcement before. You know, anytime you're getting ready to make an announcement, the first thing you have to do is get your audience attention. You're about to tell them you're having a baby. You're about to tell them some good news. And you say, shh. Hey, guys, guys, listen, And once you have their attention, then you give the announcement. And how many you know, just because it got quiet before the announcement, that is not a blues clue for the audience to walk away. That's actually a clue for them to lean in. So I'm talking to somebody that feels like it's gotten quiet and you're about to walk away from God. I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on the greatest announcement of your life. Because announcements are only as powerful as the attention that you have of your audience. So no wonder God went silent before he got ready to speak. When does God show up? He shows up when you get quiet. I came to tell somebody, don't let the busyness of this holiday season or the noise in your life make you miss out on what God is trying to speak. God's silence is never his absence. His hiddenness is never his impotence. He often does his greatest work and shows up when it gets quiet. Some of you, the greatest thing you can do on this holiday season 
is to get off of social media and actually be present and engaged with the people that are there in your life and get quiet. Some of you, God will speak to you and give you direction, but your life is too noisy and you can't hear. But God shows up when you get quiet. I'm a living witness. The other day, I was expecting a package from Amazon, expecting a package from Amazon, and they sent me the notification that it was there. It was there. And then I said, oh, hold up. I, it is not there. I looked at the little people, looked around. I didn't see it. I said, hold up. Uh-uh. Porch pirate. Something happened. I said, this is not, this is not here. It did not arrive. I was like, what in the world? How are they telling me it arrived? I went and looked again. And then all of a sudden, I realized, because my wife has 68 Christmas trees in our house, that the box was behind the Christmas tree on the porch, and they did deliver it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was home all day. How did I miss this? You ever had that happen before? You're like, hold up. I was here all day. No, you did not come in this window. I had to go back and look on my camera and find out that they did come. It's just the noise in my house with my three little humans was so loud. I missed the announcement. I wonder what you're missing out on. And maybe you're frustrated and mad. And God's saying, I did deliver and I will deliver, but you don't understand that I show up when you shut up. When you get quiet, I'll speak. The second question I want us to look at is after the blank page. After the blank page, it, you would think that the first announcement in the Gospel of Matthew would be, here comes Jesus. He's here. The promise you've been waiting for has arrived, but that's not what Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 says. Look at what Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 says. It says, the family tree of Jesus Christ, David's son, Abraham's son. Hold up. I've been pausing for 400 years, waiting to get an announcement. And instead of just telling me that Jesus has arrived, you got the nerve to tell me about Jesus' family tree? See, if you've been in church for a while, you know that in Matthew chapter 1, whenever you get there, you read maybe that first verse, and then you skip the next 17 verses. And you go straight to verse number 18, okay? All the people that are laughing, those are the church people right there. Some of y'all, y'all ain't read the Bible, that's cool, you're still welcome here. Anyway, but all the church people are laughing because they know I don't care how spiritual you are. You know you skip that list of baby daddy after baby daddy after baby daddy after baby daddy. Come on, all names that sound like diseases and Amnon and Salmon, all, all them fishy, crazy names that are in the Bible. You skip all of that and you go straight to verse number 18 because you say all those lists of names and so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so has nothing to do with me. Let me just go to the gift that's in verse number 18 and skip the list. And I just want to pause on this sermon, not sermon, it's just the talk, and tell you, please don't ever skip those names again. In fact, do me a favor. When you have your eggnog and you by the fire today, go back and just start reading all those names. Even if you can't pronounce it, just fake it and just say something. Read those names because those names are actually the wrapping paper that precedes the gift that is Jesus. And you know whenever you're about to give somebody a gift, you better wrap that gift in some wrapping paper.
paper. I want to talk to a brother right now who's thinking that your gift is so good you don't have to wrap it. I'm telling you, you better find somebody to wrap that gift because the wrapping paper is just as important. Yes, the gift is powerful, but you need some wrapping paper on that gift. Now, the wrapping paper is not the gift. It's the gift that matters, but the wrapping paper is still important. And that list of names, that genealogy is the wrapping paper of the greatest gift. His name is Jesus that we were all waiting for. Don't miss the wrapping paper. I'm telling you, the wrapping paper is not the gift. The gift is what's important, not the wrapping paper, but you still need some wrapping paper. In fact, let me just pause right there and tell somebody who's single. Yes, the wrapping paper is important, but it ain't that important. You better look at the gift, what's on the inside too. Don't let the wrapping paper jack you up. I'm tell- I've seen some gifts, got some good wrapping paper, and the wrapping paper was just camouflage for the cheap gifts that they got. I would rather have some raggedy wrapping paper and a good gift. That's just for the single folk. Some of y'all enamored with wrapping paper, <laughs> and there is no gift. There is no substance. <laughs> but the list of names, all the names you skip, that's the wrapping paper. Do you know the jacked up names that are on that list? Do you know the crazy people that are in Jesus' family? You thought your family was crazy. You better look at the family tree of Jesus, if I had time, if this wasn't just a talk, oh, I'm telling you, if this was a sermon, I would break down some of those names for you. You understand, in that culture, a genealogy, it was your resume. A genealogy mattered to Jewish people. This is why Matthew, who's writing to a Jewish audience, takes the time to list all those baby daddies because he knew that whenever you got ready to put your best foot forward, you put the list of names of people in your family that were prestigious, people in your family that had power. Ooh, but Jesus is some kind of different because the names that are on that list, the scandalous names that are on that list, first of all, in that time period, they wouldn't even put women on the list. They would never put women on the list in that misogynistic, patriarchal society. They would never put the list of one woman's name on that list until here comes Jesus. Jesus doesn't just put one woman on his genealogy. He lists five different women on his genealogy. I want to thank God for a Messiah who was not misogynistic, who says, guess what? When I'm getting ready to be born, you cannot discount the women of God that he uses to birth the greatest miracle if I had time. Do you know who those five women are that are on that list? He lists five different women on that list. Read it when you get to the crib. Five women on the list. Five, five. You know, I like that it's five women. Five, five. Because you understand that five in the Bible numbers mean something. And five is the number of grace. And no wonder there's five women on that list because that's what grace does. Grace will put people on a list that other people have canceled out. Grace will put people on the list that you have looked over. Grace will enroll people that you expelled. Grace is powerful. I wonder if there's anybody that's a recipient of God's amazing grace that when other people counted you out, God said, no, 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 no. Count them back in. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saves somebody as jacked up as you and me. If I had time, I would break down the names. Names like Tamar, Rahab, 
That's the church people laughing. Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary. If I had his kids in the service, I would talk about Tamar. Read it when you get to the crib, Genesis chapter 36, 37. What happened with Tamar? Huh? Rahab? This lady of the evening, read it when you get to the crib. In Jesus' family? Bathsheba? That whole little situation, yes, David was a man after God's own heart, but he was after some other things because he slid in Bathsheba's DMs one night. And Bathsheba? Ruth is a Moabite? She's a pagan? She's on the list? Mary? Who? The teenage girl on welfare. Talking about, uh-uh, this God's baby. See, y'all laughing, but that's how ridiculous it would have sounded then. And she had to endure the ridicule and the shame and the alienation. Look at the people God put on that list. Abraham was on that list and he was a liar. Jacob was on that list and he was a deceiver. I'm just trying to figure out, why do you think God can't use you? See, that's the next question that this lineage and this genealogy asks. It asks this question, who, who, who can God use? Who can God use? Can I tell you who God can use? God can use anybody. God can use anybody. If Jesus came through a crazy family tree of people that had all kinds of issues, that ought to let somebody in here to know that God always uses imperfect people to accomplish his perfect plan. How many are thankful today that God does not need Pinterest perfect people to use? God can use anybody. God, look at the person to your left and look at the person to your right. Don't let these church people fool you. They ask like they always been saying if some of them told their real testimony you would be shocked at who you praising next to you would be shocked if you knew what they used to do and where they used to be you would not feel any shame in coming into church the problem with church people is they act like they're in the witness protection program and they don't want to tell people their real story but I'm telling you there's some folks in here that used to be at Toyota Music Factory and they weren't at the front lifting up their hands they were lifting up something else they weren't up at the front dancing for God they were dancing for somebody else but this is the beauty of what the gospel brings to us is that God can use anybody God can use anybody if you're a drunk he can use you if you're broken he can use you if you've been expelled he can use you if you've been addicted he can use you if you've been depressed he can use you if you've been a stripper he can use you if you've been a murderer he can use you if you've got issues he can use no matter who you God can use anybody. What's your excuse? It blows my mind that people come to church and like, I don't think God can use me. I got issues. Have you read the Bible? They all had issues. Who can God use? Anybody. Why do we get Jesus' family tree before we get his name? Because Jesus wants us to know today that your family tree should not deter you from the plan of God. 
that just because it ran in your family doesn't mean it has to continue with you. That even if it ran in your family, it can stop with you. Why do we get Jesus crazy, dysfunctional, messed up family tree? Is to let all of us know that you receive your heritage. You don't get to pick your heritage, but you can choose your legacy. I don't get to choose my heritage. I just received it. But starting today, I can change my legacy. Hear me, Dad. You can change the legacy of your family by the decisions you make today. Hear me, Mom. I know that that runs in your family. I know there's been generational things, but today you can change your legacy if you'll receive this gift. When does God show up in the silence? Who can God use? Anybody. Last question. What does God want? What does God want? He wants you. He wants you. It would be a travesty for you to come to a service like this experience God's presence like this and to never fully give yourself to him. Yes, God can use anybody, but God using you doesn't necessarily mean that you're intimate with him. Because God can use anybody. God can use a donkey. So don't ever think you all that <laughs> just because God's using you. Don't start coming in with sunglasses on just because God's using you. God can use anybody, but just because he's using you doesn't mean he necessarily knows you. That's why in the, in the last day, people will cry out to him and say, didn't we heal the sick in your name? Ooh, that's how powerful his name is. Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he'll say, depart from me because I never know you. What does he want this holiday season? He wants you. He wants intimate relationship with you. Preaching Christmas messages are not my favorite because you only got four chapters in the gospel about Jesus being born. And some of y'all so saved, I mean, you've heard it preached every kind of way. So sometimes I'm struggling every Christmas season trying to get something profound out of a story that you've heard so many times. But I don't think Christmas is about complexity. It's about simplicity. And the simple reality is this Savior came from heaven to earth. He came close because he wants you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that's you, with all your issues. Stop thinking you got to clean yourself up to come to him. You just come to him just as you are. He wants you. What a powerful word. That, that impacted me so much and so many hands went up in the, uh, in the congregation that day, this past Sunday, to rededicate their lives to the Lord, but also 
to commit to the Lord for the first time. And listen, if this, if you're listening and, and you're like, man, those are some great questions. And you're, and you've been wondering, you know, when does God show up? Well, he shows up in the silence. Who can God use? Anyone. Yes. Even you, anyone on our guest list that's been on the last 120 episodes, he can use me. He can use you. It doesn't matter what your charge is. It doesn't matter whether you're guilty or innocent inside prison. It doesn't matter whether you're out of prison out here and locked up on the inside. God can use you. It doesn't matter if you've never gotten caught for the things that you did that nobody else in your life right now knows about. God can use you. God can use you. But what does he want? He wants to get to know you. And, and listen, just because you say you love him, you believe in him, you show up to church doesn't mean that he knows you. You've got to have those intimate moments with you, with him that he wants from you. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pray right now. Father, I pray over everyone who's heard this message. I pray that in whatever way it's impacted their life, that you meet them right now where they are, wherever they are, Lord, whether they're at home in bed, whether they're in the gym working out, whether they're driving in the car, whether they're in prison from New York to California. Meet them where they are. Let them feel your intimacy. In Jesus' name. Okay, listen, we've got uh, we've got some shout outs. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if I have them all. So y'all bear with me. So many of you write in. Listen, we are we are going to be hiring or getting somebody to start responding to your letters uh, on behalf of us. It won't be me, but it'll be someone responding on behalf of me and the and Forgiven Felons or Background Check Podcast. So uh, first of all, I want to give some shout outs before we play the Christmas party uh, excerpts. Okay. Uh, Edmund Davis from the Stevenson unit. Thank you for writing in, man. Um, thank you. I know some of you guys who write in are looking for an address. I can't give you one right now because we're transitioning from one, one address to another and we don't know all the, the, the ins and outs yet. So I'm sorry. Uh, we're just kind of in transition right now. We're working on the resource center, but we're also, uh, in transition for another, uh, another place, Kevin Schwartz, Kevin Schwartz, you're at the Pam Lynchier State Jail, man. Glad you guys got your tablets. Welcome to Lynchier State Jail, tablet uh, people. Um, and um, yes, Kevin, I will try to find a way to get you uh, or somehow, I don't know, do an episode on that. I'll maybe have him back on uh, the parole lawyer and talk about that. All right, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, Brandon Kapok, hey, listen, uh, yeah, I'll... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't correspond like just in general, but yes, um, we will definitely correspond about that time in April. I need to get some dates from you because that is uh, my anniversary month. So I need to make sure that my number one ministry, which is my family uh, and wife, is taken care of before I commit to dates. So um, thank you. Let's see who else. Who else? Let's see. Uh, who is this? Matthew Shoemaker. Matthew Shoemaker, thank you for writing in. Listen, um, thank you for all you've said. Uh, very, very, very kind words. Again, at the Pam Lynchner. So thank you guys for spreading the word. And um, and uh, man, you're Matt. You're you're gonna make it, bro. 
you're gonna be you're gonna be amazing you're already you're already amazing um but thank you for writing in and sharing your story and and sharing um everything that is going on in your life and i I appreciate you all right let's see patrick patrick james west owen peanut peanut all right man uh i hear you in the adoc the arizona department of corrections and uh yes we are trying to get there uh and what i mean by that guys is is if you have a excuse me if you have uh, an activities coordinator a chaplain or whoever at your unit uh and you would like for me to come share at your unit let me know have them contact me uh j-a-y-d-a-n-g-u-m-m at forgivenfelons.org is my email just have them contact me all right uh let me see here who's next uh oh katie katie from carol young katie your cards are amazing thank you and um yes i will speak at women's facilities so uh i don't i don't force myself on anybody so get your chaplain get your program director whoever's in charge there just to reach out and and uh and i'll come share um but i may have to bring a group of uh people with me because i got people wanting to go in with me so thank you so much for both cards though both cards my family uh thanks you uh, let's see who is this Larry Elander thank you for the little homemade thri- uh, trifold Christmas card and uh, the little Christmas tree with the the, the 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 dogs dogs looks like yeah sweet man thank you very much man and listen you hang on you hang on and um, just don't listen to the noise Larry don't listen to anything that one verse take every thought captive and, and make it obedient unto Jesus Christ Okay. Cast everything else that is not of God, that's against the knowledge of God. Cast everything else. Okay. Every voice you hear, every whoever they come from, line it up against what God says about you and believe that. And that's it. Don't let anybody talk you into believing anything else. Okay. You got this, man. I promise you. Samuel Staples from Madison, from Somerset County Jail in Madison, Maine. Wow. I think you're the farthest northeast. I think that we've gotten a, a letter from anybody. We've got now we've gotten something from Oregon, Wyoming. We've got Maine. Oh man, we're 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 all over the North America map. So thank you guys. Uh all right, so those are the shout outs I got this week. I, I think I may have more, so y'all be patient with me, all right? I'm trying to I got a little sniffles. It's not COVID or anything. It's just that the weather is like 10 degrees here now, right now in Dallas. And so Waxahachie. But anyway, all right. So I'm going to play uh, some excerpts from our Christmas party, our Forgiven Fellows Christmas party. We had it last Saturday night in uh, December 17th. And we had a great bunch of people over, some volunteers, some former residents of Forgiven Felons. In fact, the guy leading the carols was a former resident. Uh, I'm going to post... I'm gonna post some pictures, uh, and and hopefully you guys can see them. And uh, but we had a good time. We sang some carols, gave away some door prizes, played some trivia, and introduced introduced our newest board member. But um, I ask everybody at the party to uh, give you guys that are behind bars a message. And uh, and I'm I'm just gonna end with playing that, and that's it. So we'll see you. Um, I do want to make an announcement. We are we're gonna take a break. And for the next, probably till the end of, probably till February, uh, I'll, I'll do another full episode in February. This is still season three, but it's, we're taking a holiday break. And, um, but I, my commitment to you is I'll still do background check-ins. All right. 
So we're still going to do background check-ins, but we're going to take a break from the full episodes for now. So y'all that listen to this episode, make sure y'all tell everybody that we're taking a break from the full episodes, uh, holiday break till after my birthday, January 21st. And, um, and yeah, we'll start back up in February with maybe some, uh, love stories. All right. That's, that's all I have to say. All right. Bye. Oh, holy night. The stars are bright. Shining, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining till he appeared and the soul felt his worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh hear the angel's voices. Oh, night divine, oh, night, when Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night. Divine, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night, divine. When Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night, oh, night divine. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round your virgin mother and child, holy so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace.
Let's give the Lord a hearty applause. Now, now let's sing uh, uh, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells. 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 Tonight, hey, jingle, jingle, oh, jingle all the way. Oh, 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 what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle, jingle, all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. I'm dreaming of a Christmas. And you can rock if you like. Mm. One thing you should know where the tree top Listen to him. Okay, this next part, I always forget to, at open house to sing happy birthday to everybody who's had a birthday. So if you've had a birthday since Thanksgiving, actually in November too, because we forgot to do happy birthday, October too. All right. If you've had a birthday in the fourth quarter, October, November, December, come on up. Come on up. If you have a birthday or our photographer, if you've had a birthday, October, November, December, or, Jan or an anniversary, come on up. Or an anniversary. Yes, and, 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 and Morris and my, my daughter, Jessa's birthday is October 25th, same, same day. I thought you said it was October 22nd. No, his 25th. Yours? October? Yes, October. Get up here, come on. October, October, November, December, y'all ready? Now, uh, so you guys in jail and prison, if you've had a birthday in October, November, December, this is for you too. We're singing to you. So uh, get you a honey bun, put some peanut butter on it, uh, roll up the toilet paper and light it with your socket in the wall. No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Only if the guard's not looking. Um, but we want to sing happy birthday to you guys in prison too because we know I had three birthdays in prison. I know sometimes 
Um, sometimes you think people don't remember you on your birthday. So all across the nation, uh, we're going to sing along with everybody here. We're going to sing happy birthday to you guys. Are y'all ready? Morris, even though it's your, we're, we're celebrating you too, start us out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, y'all. My name is Morris Edmund, and I hope all of you a happy holiday season. May God bless you. God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. Um, your time's coming. I grew up in there. Santa, would you like to say something to the people behind the bars? Yes, I'd like to say Merry Christmas, and Santa's a forgiving felon, by the way, and may you come home soon. Just have a Merry Christmas. From Trent. Have a Merry Christmas from, my name is Kristen O'Neill. Who are you? What would you like to say to the guys behind bars? Or the guys and gals? John and Beverly, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Our prayers go out to you constantly, and just know there's a better life on the outside. Yes, amen. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yes. I'm Maria Arzola, and um, I know what you're going through. And I will tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Keep your head up, and God bless. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Alex. Alex. Hi. I'm Alex Arzola from Dallas, Texas. Oh, Cliffside. I want to <laughs> I wanna say a, a, a Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad a todos los hermanos en, encerrados. Uh, Paz de Cristo. Los hermanos, shout out to the hermanos de Biro Unit. Todos los hermanos haciendo tiempo. Paz de Cristo. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Would you like to say anything to the people behind bars? Yes. Happy holidays. My name is Anna Bazan Parker, and I wish you a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Uh, I'm Rebecca, and I just want to say that no matter where you're at, that God is with you, and that He does not He is not limited with bars, walls, cells, anything. That He is there with you, and just one experience with Him, one experience, will change your life. That's all it takes. Yes. Uh, yes. Right. Merry Christmas. It is me, Jessa, the person, the little kid who's always on all the podcasts. I promise I will be on more, more podcasts for you. Awesome. See, it's something like that. It's that easy. What's your name? Uh, Joe Medeiros. You got anything to say? Merry Christmas or Happy yes. New Year's? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year <laughs> to all, and all a good night. <laughs> you plagiarized that. You plagiarized that. Hello, my name is Joseph Medeiros, the better one, and Merry Christmas. Awesome. Bernie, you got anything to say to anybody back uh, behind the bars, men and women all across the nation? Yeah, just keep y'all's chin up. It's going to get better whenever y'all get out. Just do your best, and you will succeed. How long you been out now? Ten years. Ten years? Yep. All right. I'm good. I got my own house, uh, awesome job, and still part of Forgiven Felons, and it's awesome. Thank amen, you. Amen, amen. How you doing? I'm Shannon Teague, former resident of Forgiven Felons. Just want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Get educated while you're down there. There's a bunch of opportunity out here in the world for you. Amen, amen. What did you say, Ghost Steelers? I want to tell you that I was in your place on Christmas and know that God is with you. And we're with you in spirit. 
We really are. And it is going to get better, and you'll be home before you know it. And God bless you. Michael Elizondo. What are you known by? Gator. You got anything to say to the men and women across the nation behind bars since Christmas? Never give up hope because Jesus will uh, fulfill everything that you need and the doors will be open that are shut that he needs you to walk through. Have patience. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. I just want to say, though you may feel forgotten and out of sight, out of mind, please know that you're not. You are still always close to our heart. I spent 12 years on the inside, and I don't forget y'all, and neither does anybody here. Okay, so you are sister of one of our former residents, or our current residents, but um, uh, do you have anything to say? You used to talk to your brother when he was behind bars. You get to talk to him now out here. Speak to the people, the men and women across the nation who are still behind bars this Christmas. It's such a, a blessing to be speaking with you and just to wish you a Merry Christmas and to tell you, never give up hope. Know that Jesus is real and trust that you can come out and find a place like Forgiven Felons and know that they will help you to reach your potential. God is good and he knows what you're going through and he's there with you. So just love on one another in, in a wonderful Christian way and uh, just support one another and do the things that are going to build yourself up for when you get out because there's that time that's coming and you want to be prepared for it. Um, Merry Christmas and uh, I'm praying for all of you. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody behind the bars. Just want you to know that uh, this place waiting for you out here and uh, don't let all them stupid people tell you you can't do it out here because it's easy. The hard part is sitting there listening to clowns. Merry Christmas. All right. That was Mouse. He's, uh, he did 25 years. He's been out for, gosh, come up three years in February. He's doing great. Paul, how you doing, man? Good. Tell us you? who you and your family are and if y'all have anything to say to the men and women behind bars this Christmas and New Year's. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we just want to say Merry Christmas and, um, you know, God loves you. God says he knows that the plans he has for you, plans for good and not for harm. And we just love you guys and um, God bless you. Amen. You want to say something? Merry Christmas. Tell who you are. Lily. All right. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Y'all's uh, mom and wife is somewhere around here. Gemma. Gemma, do you want to say anything to the, to the men and women behind bars this Christmas? Hmm? Merry Christmas. Gabby. You okay? All right. Would you like to say anything to the men and women across the nation but, that are serving prison time this Christmas and New Year's? I want to say that God's love, it's very powerful. And God's love is flowing through this microphone because I'm speaking love in the midst of your cell where you are. I'm speaking faith and I am speaking hope. There's hope in Jesus and I release it over your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Tessa, do you have something else? And one more thing. Merry Christmas again and don't worry, I'll be there in eight years. Yes, yes. All right, tell us who you are and what would you like to say to the men and women behind bars this Christmas all across the nation? My name is Evelyn and may God bless you and keep you, keep you safe and in his loving presence throughout the whole year. Amen. Thank you, Evelyn. Joyce, 
Joyce is washing dishes, so we got to get her to take a break. Joyce, um, what would you like to say to men and women behind bars all across the nation this Christmas and New Year's? I would say to you that the Lord's eye is on you, his eye never leaves you, and his hand of blessing rests on you. God bless you. Thank you. So, uh, so to all the men and women who are still serving time, from one former former inmate to all the ones across the nation that this podcast goes to, what do you say to them that are still locked up? Listen believe there is hope god is with you we're here with you we love you praying for you and happy new year and tell them who you are and what you do my name is ty washington i'm a facilitator for the parole office overcomers class so we're overcomers amen you've been out how long nine years praise the lord thank you so much ty tell us who you are and uh what message would you like to send to men and women behind the bars all across the nation this Christmas. All right, my name is Channing Bogle, and I pray that y'all have a good Christmas. I just want to say something real quick. The key to your uh, freedom, and when I say freedom, it's not from getting out of jail and out of behind the bars that you're in, but I'm talking about the peace that comes on the inside. The key to your freedom is not looking at your circumstances. If you look at your circumstances, you'll be like Peter and you'll begin to sink in the water. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He looked at his circumstances, the ones that were slapping against him, the waves. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, he'll give you that inner peace and you'll be able to live a peace and joy and happiness throughout the rest of your life. God bless you. Thank you, Jamie. From all of us that forgiven felons. 